the one thing I would say is just change your mindset. Um, there's a saying uh, that you are the average of the five people you, you spend the most time with or talk to. Uh, for me, it's been, you know, it's both. I talk to people on the phone that's nowhere near my market, but we have the same mindset, right? Um, and they keep me accountable. So to me, it's your mindset. Um, honestly, when you change your mindset, any everything else will change, right? It sounds pretty corny, like to tell yourself, hey, I'm gonna be the biggest real estate investor in the world, or I'm gonna make $100,000 a month, right? That's because your mind is telling you, I don't, I don't know if you can do that, right? Or you're telling yourself that. But when you start telling yourself that, just like uh, I was reading a book, Muhammad Ali, right? He will always say I'm the greatest, right? No one else calls him the greatest. He called himself the greatest. Now everybody calls him the greatest. This is Dan Wynn and Mike Glassman. And we are the host of the Financial Freedom Journal, where we talk real deals, real numbers, and real lessons learned with successful real estate entrepreneurs to help you on your financial freedom journey. Now, whether you're watching this content on YouTube or you're listening to the podcast, we want you to like, share, and subscribe. Now, let's get you started on your financial freedom journey. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Mike Glassby. And this is Dan Wynn. And welcome to the Financial Freedom Journal. Today, our guest is Quentin Judson. Uh, he's an active duty Army officer stationed out of Joint Base Lewis McCord in Washington, right? He's the owner of KF Greenbook Home Buyers, which is a real estate investment company specializing in the buying and the selling of homes. Uh, he started investing in 2016, and he's been failing forward ever since, completing the flip and acquiring rentals. And currently, he specializes in wholesale. How you doing, Quentin? I'm pretty good. How you doing? Doing pretty good. Thank you for being here, man. Uh, so go ahead and give everybody a quick little background about you and, and about your real estate in, investment journey. Okay. Well, uh, you know, first of all, thank you for having me on. Uh, definitely an honor and privilege. Um, for me, man, I started back in 2016. Um, honestly, like everyone else, you know, you're Googling how to make, you know, some more money or quick money. Um, I kept seeing real estate popping up. So I'm like, what is this real estate thing? So of course you go on the regular forums like bigger pockets and you just YouTube university. Um, so I just like, well, let me try something. So I reached out, uh, and I just called like the first realtor <laughs> I saw like, Hey, I need an investment property. Right. Just like anybody else. Um, luckily it was the right one. She, she did some investing herself. So, um, she hooked me up with a, uh, my first rental, which is a condo. Um, and then about two months after that, um, we found a fix and flip. And uh, ever since then, man, I've just been been rolling, you know, looking at different avenues and just fell for it. So you said that first, uh, that first agent that you found, she was actually yeah. an investor herself? Right. She was a prior investor, a uh, full-time agent now. Um, but she just, you know, she just fell for it with me also. We just figured it out. <laughs> Hey, I want to just point out one thing really quick, especially for those that are listening. You notice that uh, Quentin keeps saying failing forward. Well, I think that's phenomenal. I want you to kind of expound on that a little bit. Why do you keep saying failing forward? I pretty much know the answer, but I think it's very, very important for, for people to know and understand what that means. Because some people think failing, you know, that's not what I want to do, period. So can you expound on that a little bit? So for me, failing forward, I mean, you know, when you're looking at something new, you don't really, you don't, you don't, don't really understand it. So a lot of people are like, well, let me figure everything out first. Let me be, let, let me have everything perfect before I jump into something. 
Um, but what I figured out pretty quickly was, you know, you, you know, you kind of jump off the cliff and you, you build your parachute on the way down. So, um, what I would do is I had, Hey, I'm gonna try it out. If I fail, at least I'm gonna learn something from it. And, you know, I might make some money on the way down, but Hey, at least I'm gonna learn quicker than just sitting on the sideline, watching everybody else doing and trying to figure it out on my own. So that's why I just, everything now I do, I just fell forward. And it's so important that you say that, man, because so many people say it's so important to just get the first deal done because you get over that that fear, right? You learn your most valuable lessons just by completing the first deal. And so that's right. that you think like that because I'm the same way. Let's just jump. Let's figure it out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so tell me this. You you said that you were just looking for another way uh, to get a quick buck. But what was the what was the real motivation for you to find this other income stream or potentially passive income stream? So, I mean, you know, the real motivation is to, quote unquote, retire yourself, right? So I wanted to be able to create something um, that can bring me additional cash flow that could replace my nine to five or just replace my everyday living expenses, right? So that way I can kind of, if I wanted to, get out of a job if I needed to and still have a nest egg and money coming in that's just working for me while I'm sleeping. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, it's... It's hard to believe that you did this all while active duty, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, you just gotta, I think it's something about um, the military, right? We definitely find a way to get things done. Uh, you might not always have the time, but you just gotta find the time. I, I feel like if you really wanna do something, you're gonna find the time to do it, you know? Absolutely. I think that's, I think that's super key, especially um, kind of how we met. We were both XOs at the time down at uh, Fort Stewart together. I'm actually going back there. I'm really excited about it. But um, we were both the uh, XOs at the time down at Fort Stewart. And I would have never known he was investing in real estate. I mean, the one thing that I, I don't really um, necessarily agree with in the military is the idea that you shouldn't, um, you shouldn't pursue other things, right? So I think, um, obviously, we, we linked up on social media and kind of noticed that each other, we were both kind of uh, had the same, had the same um have the same goals i guess in real estate right but um i wish i wish that that was more uh kind of pushed i understand the mission first and everything but i think it makes us better leaders and better better soldiers in general um being able to operate under different um operate under different um i don't know different uh mindsets if you will right, um, right. I think everything brings a new perspective and that can help other people out so um yeah i think that's i think that's really really cool yeah, definitely. Being being well-rounded and multifaceted, I think, helps everybody approach problems a little bit differently, right? And so now you coming in as a military leader, but you have maybe an investment type of mindset. So now, you know, especially as an XO, when you're looking at some of the logistical things, you may think of a way to make it a little bit more economic or streamlined this way. Or if a soldier comes to you and says, hey, you know, sir, I'm having issues with this, this, and there financially. Well, you now live that that lifestyle, right? And now you can right. guide, mentor, educate, and, and all these other things. So I completely agree. It's super important. So so tell me about your, your first deal. And you say you went out and your first deal was a condo, right? Now, was right. this a wholesale? Was this a flip? What, what was this deal here? So this was just a straight rental property. Um, you know, I read a couple of books on acquired rentals, and you always hear about the 1% rule, right? Mm -hmm. um, so found this condo, analyzed it. Um, it was $42,000 uh, and it 
rented where was out. This, where was this at? Where was this at? In Fort Stewart, Georgia, Hinesville. <laughs> right, let me write that down. Okay. I'm yeah, gonna... take a look. <laughs> so, uh, so she found it for me. Um, I knew nothing about the area. I said, hey, let me just look, you know, far to rental rates. Only way I knew how to look was Zillow, right? So I went on Zillow, typed in the neighborhood. Okay, they rent for about $725, $750. Um, I knew I could do some updates and raise the rent. So I said, hey, that makes sense. You know, $40,000, 1% rule is, you know, 400 bucks. I can make double that on this. So I just jumped right in. Luckily, I built a relationship with a small local bank, which is a, a good key for anyone. Um, if you're in an area, build a relationship with a small local bank because they want your, they want to earn your business. And a lot of times they'll do a lot more things than these bigger banks would. So they actually funded me the whole thing 100%. So I came out, actually got a check at closing for about 350 bucks. Uh, so my returns on this property is infinite. Uh, yeah. So then I actually just got it under contract. I'm selling it and I'm selling it for $60,000. A little over two and a half years. So Excellent. Yeah. Hey, so, you, so let's so walk through the numbers and we're talking yeah. about, let's go over uh, expenses, what you put into it, what you ended up, uh, what you ended up uh, renting it out for, how, Let's let's do a deep dive into that because I think it's really important for for people to to understand what that looks like. Um, and you talked about the one percent rule, which is phenomenal. But uh, can you can you can you kind of do a deep dive on that? And then also what it did for your mindset after you actually um, after you started seeing those returns. Right. So this is not normal. <laughs> okay. So I came into the deal. Um, it was, I guess you could say, a motivated seller. Right. She was stationed there at Fort Stewart but she had moved away about five years ago and was always trying to sell the condo. Um, I didn't really look at before how long it been on the market, but I came into the condo, $42,000. Um, she paid all closing costs. So it was no money out of pocket for me. And I got the prorated taxes. So I made, like I said, I made 300 bucks at closing. Now, as far as the numbers go, um, the mortgage on our property was about 300 a month. Um, I did have a property manager at the time. I did not know how to manage properties. Um, so I had a property manager at 75 bucks a month. And then I had, of course, the condo association fees. That was about 125 bucks a month. Uh, so if you add that up, that's about, about 300, no, no, about 250 in cash flow month to month. The property was i mean it was moving ready it already had a tenant in it it was pretty much turnkey so i came right in the cash flow i didn't have to um put a tenant in the property at all i knew i could raise the rent so i just waited until the uh the last tenant moved out and when a new tenant moved in i raised it up to 800 so i added another like 75 50 bucks to my cash flow and as far as my mindset at this point i'm like you know, it can't be this easy. I just stumbled <laughs> upon a property. I'm getting instant cash flow. So, yeah, at, at that point, I'm just, like, engulfing my brand in education. Uh, there's so many different ways of real estate. But as far as mindset, man, it changed everything. I'm like, man, I can do this. You know, this is a piece of cake, right? <laughs> I knew nothing about real estate. And in three or four months, I had my first rental. And at that point, I was going into my first flip, which is an even more interesting story. <laughs> So I, I got a question, man. You said you got a hundred percent financing from a local bank. Hundred percent. Right. Yeah, I want to know. <laughs> wasn't a VA loan. Or was it? No, no VA loan. It was a commercial loan. So that's why I say it's always good to network, right? Absolutely. I'll just. So I just hey, 
network with this guy, find out he was the uh, loan officer for a local, small local bank in Hinesville. And he was like, hey, like we, we do everything, you know, we will fund you 100%, like 100%, I don't put any money down. No, no money down, you know, just, we just need to check the credit, you know, the regular financials. And if everything checks out, we'll fund it to you. I said, okay, cool, it's 100%, it was like five years. He's like, no, we give you 15, 20 years. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's about to be a game changer because I know after anyone listens to this episode, everyone's going to be like, all right, I need to get in contact with this Quentin dude and find out what bank that is. I know I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm about to have a conversation with you offline right now. Yeah, man. That, yeah. That's a phenomenal, like, unheard of deal. What was the interest rate just by, uh, you said it was commercial loan, so. Yeah, that, it that's... was commercial. It was commercial loan. The interest rate was around 4.5%. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't terribly bad. I just emailed bad. my banker right now. I'm going to get this for you. <laughs> <laughs> the price match. Uh, that's the key man that's the key if you if you're in a local market i mean these small banks nobody really thinks to go to them and i mean if if you can provide some type of value say hey this property is worth this or worth that i mean they're jumping at all day i completely agree with that one of the local lenders here has completely changed the game for us as well but i'm definitely going to make her uh look into a hundred percent financing type option man that that will allow so many you know, investors at that first step to just take the leap if they know that they can come in, you know, no money in the pocket or better yet, go to closing, get $300 paid to them and get $250 worth of cash flow, you know, immediately. That's awesome. Okay. So, so, so finishing that one off, you said you're selling that one, correct? Now, why are you selling that? So I'm selling that one right now. Um, I look at it uh it's a great investment right um i would love to keep it but i just know it's at the top of the market right now uh, when i bought those properties i mean they were selling for 39 40,000 like i said i have no money into it and now i'm selling it for $60,000 so i can turn around maybe buy some more condos or i can go and buy a couple more single families that yield me a little more return um but that's where i'm at right now with that so you want to draw the draw the equity out of it and then possibly move that into something else. Um, possibly. I mean, you, you're, you're saying that the market right now, we're probably at the highest point. I, I definitely agree with you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm assuming you're going to take that out and maybe kind of, kind of feel the pulse of the market for a few months or um, and yeah. before you jump back in, or are you jumping into commercial or what? So, yeah, so I'm pulling it out. Um, I want to feel the market. I feel like it's not going to crash, but it's eventually it's going to even back out. So now I can go and acquire even more properties um, at a discounted price. So just taking advantage of the market and my equity I have now, and I can go back in and, and you know, I can go back and get 100% again if I want to, or I can, you know, <laughs> grab some other uh, some other properties with the money that I made. So. Okay. That's awesome. So, so moving into the uh, the more interesting deal that you you uh, you were talking about. So oh, the, the first flip, <laughs> and that seems like you learned a you probably learned a lot of lessons from that one. It seems like the first one was pretty clean cut. So I'm not sure how yeah. many lessons you learned from that one, but I'm sure when we go into ripping down walls and doing flips and things, there's a there's a lot more to be learned there. So can you can you talk about that or speak to that? Yeah. So that first one spoiled me, right? Um, I'm thinking it was just easy plug and play, right? So uh, the second one was a fix and flip. Never done a fix and flip in my life. Uh, you know, besides paint, <laughs> never fixed a house by myself. So this property was a VA foreclosure in Um, I got it for $50,000. 
um, with my realtor. We did analysis. We knew we could sell it quickly at about 115, um, top of the market, 125. Um, so we went in, saw the property. Uh, it's one of those things that where you have to not really put in a blind offer, but if you are going to go see the property, you want to see it the same day you hear about it and put the offer in the same day. And you kind of, you want to put a little bit more um, on top of the offer or just guarantee that you're paid, you know, some type of uh, earnest money down. Just, just, just show the bank that you're serious. So she told me about it. I didn't even see the property. Like I said, fell apart. Probably wasn't smart at the time, but say, hey, whatever. Um, <laughs> went back to the same bank. They said, hey, we'll fund you. <laughs> you guys don't laugh. We'll fund you 100% of the cost. Um, at the time, I didn't know they were funding repair costs, which is probably, I probably should have done that, but I didn't know. But they said, hey, we'll fund you 100% of purchase price and closing. I said, okay, I'll do that. This magical um, bank. <laughs> <laughs> magical bank, right. Um, so at the time, I had a credit card. So I said, hey, I'll just use a credit card for repairs. Didn't know how I was going to get the money. So I got a, um, a local contractor. He had done some, a few work in the area, pretty good work. So we got it started right, right ahead. Um, so this is where the lesson came in, right? So he's like, hey, I said, hey, will you just take, you know, credit cards or, you know, most people have like Snapper online banking system. I can just use my credit card. He's like, no, you know, we got burned in the past. Uh, <laughs> we need checks. I'm like, checks? He's like, yeah. I said, okay, um, <laughs> I'll figure it out, right? So I didn't know any way to pull money off the credit card. I'm like, man, how am I going to get this money? I called my bank, right? So <laughs> I had a, um, I had a, a loan on my truck still. I was paying. Luckily, I had some equity in it. But she's like, hey, you can just refinance your truck. Probably wasn't the smartest thing, right? But say, so, hey, I can get this cash off of it. And I'll just pay it back down when I when I sell my home, which I did. So refinance my truck, pull that cash out, and started paying the contractor that way. Um, so like I said, I was just fell forward. Um, I think the the project took for from the start of the repairs. Uh, we started in November of that year. We were finished. No, sorry, we started October that year. We were finished by the end of November, and I had it on the market right before Christmas. Um, so it was a light, I guess you'd call it a light, uh, cosmetic, um, uh, flip, uh, put a new roof on it, completely changed out the, uh, paint, put new hardwood floors. It wasn't a huge gut job, but, um, it was about 20,000 in work. So I'm all in about 70, 75, um, put on the market right before Christmas and it sold about the third week in January. Uh, so at 115, what we were asking for, um, the seller, I mean, the buyer paid the closing costs, you know, like I said, it, it went smooth as, as much as I thought, but it uh, was definitely a learning lesson as far as I learned a lot about construction. I learned a lot about, you know, working with contractors. Um, now I know I need to create some type of schedule because I was just, I was blindly trusting the contractor to get stuff done. As you know, you know, we were at XOs together. So during lunch break, I'm heading out there, checking on the flip, you know, trying to get back in time. And I had no idea. I'm calling my realtor like, hey, um, can you make sure this gets done? She's probably like, this is not my, <laughs> my project. But <laughs> he was, uh, 
luckily she helped me out. She knew I was my first flip. I did not know how, like I said, I didn't know anything, but luckily it turned out great. So that's awesome, man. You you hit on a, a couple of key points there. With you going through all of that process, you've learned not only what a refinance looks like, regardless if that's a vehicle or a home. You learned the power of having checklists with contractors, right? Right. You learned the, the right questions to ask, the timeline associated with flips, the cost, the hidden cost associated with flips, right? They call it holding cost. I mean, you learned all of that good stuff. And you put your house on the market at the slowest time of the real <laughs> Right. you got it sold in a month. Yeah. I don't know. You got some kind of weird uh, voodoo magic when it comes to real estate, man. 100% financing. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. Come, come on. Let's work together. Let's partner on something, man. Hey, so, networking, so, man. So another, another couple key things I want to hit on is um, his, his ability to figure it out, right? They say there's a difference between there's two types of people in the world. There's people that I look at a problem and say, I can't do it. Or there's people that will look at a problem and say, how can I do it, right? We all pretty much read it in the you know, purple and gold book. At least that's where I, I kind of learned that from, the, the rich dad, poor dad. And I think that's so crucial in success, not just in real estate, but in life, right? So he looked at the problem. He's like, hey, I got to write checks. I had this card. This was my initial plan. I got credit cards. So I'm going to put everything on credit. Contractor says, no, no, no. I need cash, basically, cash or, or checks. Q looks at it like, all right, how the heck am I going to do this? Some people would just literally give up at that point. Like, oh, well, I guess, you know, I got to find another contractor. Or I guess I can't do this. What am I going to do? What was me, right? No, you looked at the problem and you figured out, all right, how can I do that? Well, I got this truck. Let me creatively figure out another way to create cash. We all have that within us, right? Like every person, you're listening to this, every person has that within us, the ability to figure out a problem. It's our own self-limiting beliefs that keeps us back. And I, I just really um, think that's awesome. And, and I love that you did that. And I think that's a, a great point to, to highlight about your story. So, Thank you, thank you. Absolutely, man. So you covered your first rental. You covered your flip. All right, and you exit your flip. Now you got this capital. You're thinking about going into another deal potentially. What other what other deals have you done, man? What other where's your next step? What's like the, on the horizon? Um, from then, um, I was like, hey, this is great. I'm getting two fifty cash flow. Did a flip. Took me about three and a half months, but this money is too slow. Mm -hmm. Right, that was my mindset at the time. Um, so I started looking into, um. Bigger pockets. I said, hey, these guys are getting, you know, these wholesalers. What's wholesaling? What are these checks for like ten, fifteen thousand dollars is in getting in two, three weeks? I never heard of that. So what I did just, you know, immerse myself in YouTube University. Once again, it's free. Um, so I just started once again failing forward, um, trying to figure out the uh wholesaling aspect. So um just you know, you can get a lot of free content on Facebook pages, um, a lot of free content on bigger pockets. So I said, hey, let me try wholesaling. Um, did the uh, YouTube University, uh, got my first deal probably about 45 days into it. Didn't know what I was doing, didn't know how to run the numbers. <laughs> I just went out there and did it. Um, it was a uh, property in Savannah, Georgia. Um, and I got it for about $10,000, wholesaled it for 15. So I made about five in between. Like, oh man, this is pretty cool. But I knew at the time, like, hey, if I really want if I really want to do this, I need to get 
some type of education or mentor to shorten my to shorten my my learning curve. Um, so what I did was get a mentor that specialized in nothing but wholesaling. From then, um, I just started wholesaling. And then I got the call, you know, from Uncle Sam said, hey, you're going to PCS, right? <laughs> so um, me and my wife, you know, we PCS out here to Tacoma, Washington. And that's where everything started kicking off. I'm in a whole new market. Didn't know anybody. So, hey, I'm just going to go out here and try it. Started going to local Rios, meeting some people. Um, and then I started wholesaling, started wholesaling out here. And I just, from then I've been doing that consistently about two deals a month. Um, and it's been, it's been great so far. Yeah, man. So I see, I see you all over the place now and uh, doing the wholesaling deals and I, you know, I share your stuff on, uh, from time to time and obviously watch your, watch your, uh, content. And I, I like the stuff that you're doing. I think you just recently, you did, you just recently, uh, wholesale at home and you, you kind of put hey the text message between you and the person can you can you kind of explain that one or just any interesting deal a couple of interesting wholesale deals of yours and what the numbers might have looked like yeah okay so what's interesting about um this market i'm in is that it's appreciated so much and so short of a time um so what happened with that deal that you're talking about specifically was so you know, when it comes to, to wholesaling and being an investor at all, you know, a lot of people, there's the old school me method of the slow um, grind or the slow referral business, right? Mm -hmm. But nowadays, it's all about marketing. Um, as a real estate investor, I believe that, you know, you're a marketer first. So if you can market that you're a real estate investor, um, you would definitely get a lot of, a lot of leads, right? Nobody's going to know you're a investor if you don't tell anybody. Right. Just like, you know, somebody becomes a doctor. If they don't open up a practice, nobody's going to know your doctors. Nobody's coming to you. Right. So uh, what I do is I market. I've done a lot of social media marketing now. I've turned to. But my first deal out here was actually a, um, a trailer. So I sent out direct mail. So what direct mail is, is postcards or a letter saying, hey, you know, I want to buy a house in this neighborhood. I love to purchase yours, right? And what I did was send out, I sent out probably about 8,000 letters, right? <laughs> uh, once again, just fell forward. Um, did not know the market. I said, hey, I'm going to hit this zip code, send out letters, see what happens. Um, so probably about six weeks into it, I'm getting a little discouraged, right? I'm getting phone calls and people like, you know, F you or, you know, <laughs> no, I don't want to sell. Like, okay, I got you. So finally got a call from this one guy. Um, he's like, man, I've been sending on your letter for about three weeks and something just told me to give you a call. So this is what it was interesting about um, doing any type of real estate deal or whether it be wholesaling or any other creative strategy is it, when you're talking to these homeowners, um, it's not about the, the property, right? You're, you're, you're a solution-based solution based company, right? Whether you know it or not, you're solving someone's problem. So they, their problem is real estate and you're solving it by purchasing it from them some type of way. So the guy's like, hey, um, you know, my wife died. Uh, my kids are gone. You know, you, you can tell he was just in just a very bad situation. The house was completely trash, right? He just didn't care. He kind of gave up on life. I mean, we sat there for about three hours just talking like <laughs> just talking about everything um and i think we talked about a price for five minutes and we went right back to talking about something else right um so that was most interesting because of my first deal 
Um, as far as the numbers on it, the I looked at comps in the area. Um, the house is to sell for around two fifteen. Um, so I just said, hey, I'm gonna throw out a number. <laughs> this is what I want to be at. I don't know if he's gonna accept it. We never talked about numbers before I got there. Uh, so I said, hey, uh, how much you want for the house? He's like, well, how much you give to me? So at this point, I always remember I always remember my mentor saying, hey, if you don't feel you know, sick or <laughs> nervous about your offer is not low enough, right? So I said, hey, I'll give you, I'll give you 75,000. He looked at me, he was like, how about 85? I said, in my mind, I'm like, <laughs> okay. In my mind, I'm like, yes, right? But I know my mentor said, as much as I wanted to say yes, like on the spot, my mentor was like, no, <laughs> go back and go lower. I said, how about 80? He said, fine, let's do it. And then we went back to talking about something else. So I got it at $80,000. I'm looking at the market like, okay, if I'm a fix and flipper, where would I want to buy this property at to make a good return, right? So uh, I put it out there at 105. Uh, got an offer in at 106. Uh, made right over $20,000 on that property. So that was my first deal. Once again, I'm spoiled. <laughs> so hey man it was it was it was a definitely a interesting um deal it changed my mindset because all the, the all times before that probably four or five weeks before that i'm just getting phone calls I'm like hey f you or no i don't want to sell I'm like man it's just stuff doesn't work out here you know I, I i might need to try something else um and then i forgot what it was i think it was et the hip-hop preacher right <laughs> i think everybody knows this guy so he's like hey your mindset you have to change your mindset so I just started, hey, every day I'm waking up, hey, I'm going to get a deal. I actually wrote it down on a sticky note, put it on my bathroom mirror. I'm going to get a deal in the next 30 days, and it's going to be $20,000 or more. I said it every day. I'm going to be a successful wholesaler, successful real estate investor. And all of a sudden, I get this call from this guy that seemed like nobody else knew about, and I made money. So uh, it's all about mindset, man. And I learned a lot from that deal. Ever since then, man, it just my mindset has completely changed. The people I surround myself completely changed. Even if I'm on the phone, <laughs> you say something negative, I'm probably getting on the phone with you. Um, so it's to me, it's all about mindset. Um, and then from there, man, it's just just educating yourself, educating yourself. And now I've kind of moved into more, just acquiring more buy and holds. Um, just going back to my original goal of that passive income to replace my my either my nine to five or just replace my bills um so that's where i'm at right now but yeah it, it was definitely a <laughs> interesting deal man you you touched on a lot of good stuff there man so first and foremost you talking about just the mindset i don't know you know you always had it but you know et came in at the right time the right, right time. Ready to get, <laughs> you know what i mean and kind of put you over that hump and you have discovered something that so many real estate professionals take forever to figure out. Grant Cardone says it like, if they don't know you, they don't flow you, right? And so you're talking about marketing. Man, you went 8,000 letters out there for one deal, but that one deal paid off, man. That is yeah. huge. And, and the last thing is that this whole thing, everything about real estate is all relationship based, everything. It's about your network with the realtor that you found, with that lender who gives you all this free money, which is absurd, right? <laughs> the, the, the relationship you made with this, uh, with this seller and just understanding you know, their, their, their pain points, 
you know, their strong points, and then you ultimately just providing a solution. And when you solve other people's problems, man, you get those big paychecks. And something like that, $20,000, man, I, I tell you what, there's realtors out there. If you were a realtor, I'm a realtor. If you was a realtor and I represented that $80,000 sale, I'd have made like, like 700 bucks. You know what I mean? But it's a yeah. kind of creative way to make 20000 So, hey, that is that is amazing. Uh, coming around the corner, you got three wins. It's ridiculous. That's yeah. great. <laughs> Dude, you're 100% right. So, we talk, so I, I just want to uh, kind of dive in a little bit on the technical aspect of wholesaling, right? So, um, we've talked about the mindset, which is obviously key to any, any success that we have. Like, 89% of our success has to deal with our mindset. But as far as the technical pieces, for those that are mm -hmm. out there listening, what do your systems look like in setting up that wholesale business? Okay, so uh, first thing you want to do is you want to, you know, find a marketing channel that fits your personality. Um, so for me at the time, it was direct mail. Military, they were working 12-hour days. I don't have time to make phone calls or follow. I need people calling me, right? So the first thing you want to do is set up some type of marketing, whether it's door knocking, sending letters out, social media, whatever works for you. It, it'll work right that's the first thing i want to tell people don't don't look for five other marketing streams whatever whatever you work with it will work i promise you so first thing you want to do is set up your marketing um, you want to look at areas that a lot of fix and flippers are buying in right so they're buying these specific areas because it's yielding them a greater roi or return on investment on their money uh, so when you do that um you start marking those areas. What you want to do is look at the price, the prices in those areas. Okay. Uh, so what are these homes selling for after they're fixed up? So a fix and flipper is going to want to know, you know, how much their repairs are and they probably want, you know, 20% or more return on their money. So a quick formula for you to do is say the home is worth a hundred thousand dollars all fixed up. Right. Depending on your market, it changes, but say, you know, we're down in Georgia, okay? So $100,000, if you times that by 0 0.80 or 0.75, that's the return the fix and flipper is looking to get, right? So now you're down to $75,000. You look at the home, you gauge it. You're not a contractor. Don't get super technical into it. Go in the home. Um, something I like to do with the rule of five. So any major areas, I'll just say $5,000, right? So roof 5,000, kitchen 5,000, bathrooms, you know, maybe half of that, but 5,000, right? Who cares? Um, so you look at those major areas and if they need work, that's what you add up to. Those are my repairs. Quick, down and dirty, right? So now you say that's $20,000. You want to take that $20,000 away. Now you add, what, 55,000, right? So you're at 55 grand. You say, hey, I want to make $5,000 wholesale fee. Take your wholesale fee away from 55. Now you're at 50. Okay. But this is the key. Um, you will go into the homeowner's home. You don't want to say, hey, I'll give you $50,000. They're going to say, well, how about 55? Now you're at zero. You're not making any money. Right. So you want to always go probably about 10,000 below what you, your max allowable offer is, which is 50,000. So you want to start off at 40 and let them work your way up. Right. So they say, hey, 40, hey, how about you give me 45? That's great. You're making extra five grand. But they might say, hey, how about we give you 50? Oh, I think I can do 50, right? You don't ever say, oh, that's perfect. Oh, I think I can do it. I think that'll work. So that's just the technical aspect of it when you're going into the home. Now, selling that property, 
um, is a is the is the disposition model of it. So you can either do it two ways: uh, find your buyers before you even get a property on the contract, so you know exactly what they're looking for, what price range, and where. Or you can get something on the contract, and the buyer will find you. Um, and in, in, in the investing world, I mean, if it's a good deal, <laughs> the buyer's gonna find you, right? The money's gonna find you. So uh, I don't really get too wrapped up in buyers. Uh, when you start doing more and more deals, you'll have your go-to buyers, which I do. Um, and they're, you know exactly what they want. So you know exactly where to market to. But quick, down and dirty, get your first deal. I mean, just go out there, find the area, look for homes that need work, get in front of the seller, uh, get on the contract, man, and, and sell it sell it quickly so that's that's the technical aspect of it um me personally how mine is set up i'm i have myself and i have a virtual assistant so he's in the philippines he works for about four bucks an hour right super cheap but um he can get a lot of work done a lot more than i can get done after i've worked 12 hours a day right uh so i'll set out a specific task for him on the weekend sundays is kind of like my I guess my my meeting, right? So I say, hey, what do I need done this week? Um, I'll give him specific tasks to get done, whether it's following up with other sellers or setting up my marketing. He gets the stuff done. I get incoming calls, or he say, hey, um, I need you to call this person, um, and we'll do it like that. I wanted to set my business up to where only thing I have to do is make decisions, um, and he sets up, does all the back work, right? We call those three five dollar an hour task you don't want to be doing those it's not going to be it's not going to be generating you any revenue right uh, in the beginning you may have to but as quick as you as quick as quickly as you can outsource those those tasks because you'll get bogged down super quick won't do any deals and you'll be looking around just two months later and nothing's happened so that's how my business is set up right now just me and the va it's pretty simple uh i keep it simple so that's awesome man that's awesome. So, so as far as your uh, direct mail marketing campaigns, you're using, I assume you're using some, some, some kind of uh, system for that or some kind of system for that. And then also possibly like uh, MailChimp. I know a couple of wholesalers use like MailChimp and then list source and, and things mm -hmm. like that are you using those. Are, do you find yourself and your VA using the same, uh, the same things? So there's a lot of, uh, as far as getting a list, there's a lot of list companies, like you said, list source. Um, these days, I mean, you can Google <laughs> wholesale list. Or, I mean, there's so many list providers. I'm not saying they're all good, but there's a lot of them out there. Um, as far as mailing, uh, you have different mail houses. Um, there's like Yellow Letter, HQ. I mean, like I said, you can Google these things and a million yeah. of them will pop up, right? Or you can just hand jam them. I mean, my wife would tell you, man, I'm sitting in the kitchen <laughs> three hours till my hands are cramping writing letters, um, right? So... My for me is sending out postcards, simple, simple message. Hey, my name is Quinn. Looking to buy a couple homes in the neighborhood. Was wondering if you're interested in selling. Super simple, nothing special. You know, if if they're motivated, they're gonna give you a call. Um, and as far as the, zip, the disposition model to my buyers, like Mailchimp, I am using Mailchimp. Also, um, I'm using a text blast, so you can text these deals out. Say, hey, I got this deal in this area, and you know, to your to your local buyers and they, they, they you know they normally respond to text a lot quicker than the email uh, but yeah mailchimp is one you have constant contact i mean there's i mean you can google these things you'll get a whole list so um for as far as getting the list yeah you want to use a list provider um a big thing is driving for dollars 
So if no one knows what Job for Dollars is, you're literally driving your city, your neighborhoods, looking for homes that need repairs um, and writing down the addresses, right? Go to the tax assessor website, find the names, mail an address, if it's an absentee owner, um, and send them a letter. Those lists are the best because they're custom, right? Nobody can see that. A lot of the list providers are going off of data, but if you can actually see the home and know it needs repairs, you have a custom list that nobody else has. And that will yield you a, a much better response than just, you know, hitting the same as everyone else is. So that's pretty much how, um, as far as that piece goes for my business. With your, uh, with your text blast, do you actually have some sort of program, a CRM or something that automates those texts? Or do you simply just go to your buyers that you have in your, in your phone? Uh, go straight to my buyers. Um, cause right now, um, how, if I, what I do is I have a deal and a contract. I go to my go-to guys because I know they're closed. I know what they're looking for. Yep. Um, sometimes, I mean, some people will say they're buyers and they're not buyers or, you know, it, it can get pretty sticky sometimes. You know, you don't really want to trust everyone. Um, but for me, it's just in my phone, I'm texting the same 10, 15 people. Hey, I got a deal. If nobody wants it, then I'll send out an email blast to other potential buyers that are interested. Um, but I like to speak to my buyers. I like to get to know them. They know me. Um, and we kind of know what each other needs and wants are. So I think that's the best thing to do with just network. Uh, if you go to these REAs, you can find plenty of buyers. Um, facing flipping is huge right now. People looking for rental properties mm -hmm. for Airbnb. I mean, there's all kinds of things, right? So um, if you're looking to just build up some capital quick so that you can be a fix and flipper or, you know, buy a hold, Airbnb host, you know, that's the way to do it. And then you can get into, into those other avenues. But for me, it's just sending out a simple text message from my phone to my same, you know, core buyers. And then if, if it's something they don't, they don't want, uh, which is rare, then I'll send an email blast out. So. So. Yeah, man. So I think you, I think you dropped a lot of knowledge, man. And, and really, really, uh, really, really speaking to the listeners there is getting a lot of value at this, uh, this episode. Um, if there was, if there was one thing that you could tell, um, any, any first time investor, whether they want to wholesale or buy and hold, you've already done the canvas. You, you have a, a feeling for all of it. So if there was one thing that you could tell someone that's just starting off, what would that be? Um, the one thing I would say is just change your mindset. Um, there's a saying, uh, that you are the average of the five people you, you spend the most time with or talk to, uh, for me, it's been, you know, it's both. I talk to people on the phone that's nowhere near my market, but we have the same mindset, right? Um, and they keep me accountable. So to me, it's your mindset. Um, honestly, when you change your mindset, any, everything else will change, right? It sounds pretty corny, like to tell yourself, hey, I'm gonna be the biggest real estate investor in the world, or I'm gonna make $100,000 a month, right? That's because your mind is telling you, I don't, I don't know if you can do that, right? Or you're telling yourself that. But when you start telling yourself that, just like uh, I was reading a book, Muhammad Ali, right? He will always say I'm the greatest, right? No one else called him the greatest. He called himself the greatest. Now everybody calls him the greatest, right? So it's all about your mindset, what you're telling yourself, what you're telling other people. Um, and once you change that mindset, everything else falls in place, man. It's, it's just a law of attraction. And when I learned that, it, it changed the game for me, honestly. 
Yeah, man. Having that having that mindset is so crucial because, again, kind of to recap on what you said, you sent out 8,000 letters to get that one home run, right? A lot of people would have saw that as 7,999 no's, right, or failure, <laughs> yeah. right? So just you having that right mindset, that switch is, is so powerful and so key. So whoever is listening, honestly, it starts with your mindset, whether that's books, podcasts, um, talking to the right okay. people, getting into – you know, small communities, gyms, running clubs, whatever. You get your mindset right and then attack everything uh, with that, yeah. right, that right frame of mind. Yeah, man. So how can our, how can our uh, listeners get in contact with you, find out more about you? Um, well, I'm located here in the uh, Tacoma, Washington area. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Quentin Judson with two eyes. Um, last name Judson, J-U-D-S-O-N. Um, Instagram, real estate underscore Q, uh, Q U E. Uh, my first name, last name at gmail.com. So Quentin Judson at gmail.com. Um, I also have another Facebook page, Quentin Buys Houses. So there's a lot of ways you can get to me. Um, I'm all about collaboration. I mean, to me, there's no competition. There's plenty of deals out here. I love learning from other people. Um, so anybody want to reach out to me, I would love to help. You know, I'm all about helping people. So. Excellent. Hey, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, Mike, you got anything? No, man, I, I greatly appreciate you uh, sharing all that knowledge, all those different experiences. Uh, I think your experiences are uh, all really, really great outcomes, right? Um, yeah. uh, you got the right mindset no matter what, what you encounter in the future. This is going to be amazing. So greatly appreciate all the knowledge. And for whoever's out there listening, reach out to this guy. Get, get that lender. Get that hundred <laughs> percent. Oh man, Dan's gonna kill you about that one, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, so um, with that said, I mean that's that that's it. This is uh, Dan Wynn and Mike Glassby signing off.